I'm Andrew Murata, host of the Education Leadership and Beyond podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you are listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. I always felt that in the beginning of the school year, I was well prepared. But then I got into probably the second and third month, and that's when I felt, and I describe it as drowning. Mm. Um, And you and I discussed this. Um, Paula Perfectionist came out, and I started to feel overwhelmed. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hello, Burned Teachers, and welcome to episode 71. Today, it's all about going from drowning to out the door. Ugh, that dreaded drowning and overwhelm feeling. I know I can relate. In my 12 years of teaching, there were many times where I felt and used that analogy of feeling like I was drowning. And when I talk to teachers, I hear that analogy come up so so often. I'm just keeping my head above water. I'm just making it to the weekend. I'm just making it until spring break. I'm just making it to the summer. That is how Paula felt. And in today's episode, Paula is going to share her journey from overwhelmed perfectionist to becoming a burned-in teacher and what she did to change her beliefs about how to manage her time in and out of the classroom in order to save time to take action toward her personal and professional goals and passions. She's going to share how she got rid of that nasty drowning feeling that typically sets in, at least it did for me, around the first month or even the first few weeks, depending on the class that I had. And she's also going to share how her preparation and dedication to her own journey actually prepared her for this incredibly challenging task of teaching virtually. So if you have not been here before, welcome to the Burned Teacher Podcast. My name is Amber Harper, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Paula today because she is a perfect example of how this podcast is dedicated to one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. Paula joined the Burned In Teacher Tribe community last fall. And when she joined, you could definitely feel the frustration and the overwhelm, as often I do feel from new members of the Burned In Teacher Tribe. But then something changed. She started posting really impactful pictures in our Facebook community of her leaving at four o'clock. Or, and she would just post inspirational sayings and she would engage with the rest of the group and really help to build others up. So I asked her to come on to the Burned In Teacher podcast to share her story. Now, we do talk a little bit about Out the Door by Four, which was originally a course that I created to help teachers with their time management, especially for you burned and unbalanced teachers out there. But now it is part of the Burned In Teacher University course where I've combined the Burned In Teacher training with Out The Door By Four. So you'll hear me talk about that a little bit and you'll also hear me talk about 
out the virtual Door by Four, which is my free four-part video training series that actually starts on Wednesday, May 27th and lasts for four days. So each of those four days, whoever decides to register for this training, you will get an email notification that the video is up. They are short to the point. They are 20 minutes long. And I'm telling you what, these are action-packed. There's no theory here. This is all about how to help you to manage your time better so you can have the time and make the time to focus on your personal and professional goals. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash waitlist to join this free video training series that starts this week. And hey, if as you're listening to this, you are curious about what the Burned In Teacher Tribe is, you can also go to burnedinteacher.com slash tribe to learn more about what being part of the Burned In Teacher Tribe means. And you can also sign up for the free four-part video training series there. I am opening doors to the Burned In Teacher Tribe this coming Saturday on May 30th. And Paula and I would love to see you in the Burned In Teacher Tribe. And Paula is going to help you to understand why we would love to have you. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Paula and let's hear her story of transformation. Paula, thank you so much for joining us on the Vernon Teacher Podcast to share your story with us today. Thanks for having me, Amber. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited for people to hear your story. These are my favorite interviews because I love a good transformation story, you know? And so I just love it whenever our Burned In Teacher Tribe members or anybody that I've worked with is willing to come in and share their before, their during, and their after of their journey. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay. So on uh, July the 30th, 2019, I was uh, sitting in my classroom listening for the second time Matt Miller's Ditch Summer Summit. Mm. And I was listening to your interview for the second time because it, it hit something in my heart and in my brain. And when something hits, um, inspires me in my heart and in my brain, I take a chance. And what you were saying to me really lit something inside of me. It was burning so much that every person that walked into my classroom that day, I'm surrounded by so much work in my classroom. I had to organize it. I had to clean it because all my desks needed to be arranged. But every coworker that, that walked in kept coming in and they kept complaining and about how much work they had to do and how they didn't want to be there and how they wanted to extend the summer and how they dreaded the start of the school year. And the start of the school year for me is my favorite time of the year. I'm a 10th grade and 11th grade English teacher and I work at a career center. The beginning of the school year for me is a challenge, but it's also when I feel like I have so much to give to my students. Mm -hmm. um, my students come from nine different homeschools where they spend half a day in academics and they spend the other half of the day in their career technical program. And I feel like I'm the luckiest teacher because in my mind, I get to start the students out with that fire and with that passion of coming to a new school and and becoming part of becoming part of our community. Mm -hmm. So when I hear those teachers complain, I send every single one of them the link to your to your talk with Matt Miller that <laughs> afternoon. And then I send it to my administrators. And I said, 
we need to listen to what this lady has to offer us. And uh, then I took it upon myself to take the burned out, burned in teacher quiz. And I couldn't stop thinking about what you were, what you were talking about. That's where my journey with you started. Thank you, by the way. That's very flattering to hear that you shared it with so many people and that you listened to it twice. I'm the same way. When I hear something that ignites in me, I have to, I have to listen twice to process. You know, I think that's just part of, you know, the human reality is that we can't take everything in all at once, you know, especially when it's something that we really want to digest. So that's really interesting. And I can totally relate to that. Tell me a little bit about the teacher you were then what you thought, what you felt, what you believed at that time. You said that that was a time of year that you're really excited and I can totally relate to that. I can see all of the possibilities that are coming in the year ahead. But tell me about how, what you were thinking, what you were feeling and what you were doing during that time that is different than where you are now. Wow. My whole perspective about teaching has changed um, since working with you about education and about teaching, Amber. The reality of who I am as an educator, I'm prepared for anything that comes my way right now. And I feel that I always, I always felt that in the beginning of the school year, I was well prepared. But then I got into probably the second and third month, and that's when I felt and I describe it as drowning. Mm. Um, and you and I discussed this. Um, Paula Perfectionist came out. And I started to feel overwhelmed um, with the stacks of paper and all of the grading, the planning, making sure that my students were getting the best practices that I could give to them. We're a smaller district and a general education teacher um, at our school has to wear a lot of hats and the and one of the hats that we wear is that of an intervention specialist also. So we must fill out a lot of the special education forms that a lot of general education teachers do not fill out. That paperwork and the progress reports and the data collection for special ed can be overwhelming on top of everything else that we do as educators. So the drowning really gets to me around the second and third month of the quarter. What you're saying is, is totally the story that I used to live. You know, in the 12 years that I taught, especially like I said at the beginning of this, how you and I, we looked at the beginning of the school year as an opportunity. The first few weeks were great. And then after that, it was like everything seemed to catch up with me. So tell me a little bit about, did you, you took the quiz, you took the teacher burnout quiz. So what was your outcome? Uh, thinking back, I was burned and unbalanced. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I know that you, um, you took part in the out the door by four course, right? To help yes. you achieve that balance. Great. Yeah. And I remember you were really active in the Facebook group as you were going through that and asking a lot of questions. And I, I was really impressed and excited by your enthusiasm and your, your effort. And gosh, you were just, you were on fire. So, so whenever you listened to that interview and you took the burnout quiz and you realized you were burned and unbalanced, you know, what caused you to go ahead and and just go for it and to say, yes, I want to be part of something different. 
what made you decide that you needed to to do that, to go ahead and, and purchase the course and, and get engaged with the community and, and things like that? Well, I knew that if I didn't, honestly, my, my marriage probably would not be surviving. Um, my husband was adamant after I finished my graduate degree in English that I spent more time at home. I was worried about that. And I was uh, mentally prepared to work on my Mm -hmm. self-care. While I was uh, doing my graduate work, I gained a lot of weight. And one of my goals was to teach at a junior college. I wanted to stand in front of my classroom and uh, not be self-conscious about my weight. And I wanted to take the steps to lose the weight that I needed to lose and to be as healthy as I could be. That was one of the things. Also, I wanted to be out the door by four. And I, I could not believe that that was possible for a person like me because I felt that if I wanted to be a good teacher, I needed to be there until seven o'clock and I couldn't believe the people around me were not going to put in that amount of work and I couldn't believe that. So it was a a misconception on my part. So when you became part of the Burnin Teacher community and at that point Out the Door by Four was a separate course and I, I, I believe that I was, I gave it as a bonus if you joined Burned in Teacher Training, which now they're together in Burned in Teacher University inside of, uh, inside of the membership. So that's the core content that everybody will have access to. Um, tell me the first few ahas, or do you remember one big moment where you were like, oh my goodness, you know, tell me a little bit about that transformation, whether it be in a system that you had created in a mindset shift, what were some of the things that made you go, oh my gosh, I've got this. One of the things that that was really a, an aha moment for me was that there's no such thing as balance, but I can control my day and I need to be flexible. Having a schedule and having a having my goals written down. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a goal-oriented person, but writing them down and then achieving them. Um, I can write them down, but really to follow through and making that plan was an eye opener for me. Mm -hmm. How am I going to get from A to B? And that was something that excited me because I've learned that if your goals don't excite you, they're not really your goals. They're someone else's. Mm -hmm. And when I make goals that are for me, they excite me and I can't wait to smash them. And you've been smashing them like crazy. <laughs> it's fun. Yes. And now, Paula, something that I think the listeners would want to know too is um, because the, the Burned In Teacher Tribe has evolved over the last six months. It didn't even exist whenever you joined the community back in July, August, when you when you purchased Burned In Teacher Training and got out the door by four. The Burned In Teacher Tribe membership as it is now did not exist. It would, That's just what I called our Facebook group, our private members only Facebook group. But now it's the full-blown community. So tell me a little bit about, um, about how you have benefited or what things have you really taken from, from this community who get together and we have goals together and we talk monthly and you know I, I helped keep you accountable and check in on you. Tell me, how has that benefited you? What are some goals that you've reached 
you know, anything really of how you have found success through that support? You know, Amber, just knowing that I'm not alone in my struggles, that behavior issues happen in every classroom, knowing that lesson plans blow up for every teacher, knowing that self-care is really important for us to think about right now. May is Mental Health Month. I think that that's one of the biggest struggles that we've all talked about in the tribe are our struggles with stress and anxiety and and how we manage those aspects of our life. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that we're not the only ones that are struggling with it. So what are some goals that you had set for yourself and that you actually have reached in the last almost year, you know, since July and August? My biggest goal, I talked about earlier about those piles of paper that, that would just pile up around me and, and start, and they would just start enclosing my, my whole body by, by say, Christmas time because I wouldn't want to throw anything away because what if I lost little Joey's essay on uh, transcendentalism? I wanted to be able to pull it back out for him. Was going through automation. Um, I put my whole um, curriculum on, we have a learning management system uh, through Canvas. Mm-hmm. So I worked really hard putting my, my curriculum on Canvas. Mm-hmm. And there were days uh, that I wanted to give up and I didn't give up because I knew as soon as I got it all in, it would make my life so much easier. Having curriculum on a learning management system makes it easy for someone to just pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. So you're not saying, what did we do today? And I would say, well, I'd have to spend 10 minutes figuring it out for them. They could just go on and, and, and really see what we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that makes it so much easier for me and saves so much more time. It also makes grading a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I am not a multiple choice worksheet type of teacher. And extended response and essays are, are my bread and butter. And I'm a, I can leave my feedback and do my corrections right on the screen and it's made my life so much easier and it also syncs with my gradebook which takes out a step in my grading process that's fantastic and i know that was one of your professional goals was to make that process a lot easier for you and you smashed that goal but you also had a, a personal goal that you had reached as well can you tell us a little bit about that one i keep losing more weight and I keep exercising. I'm doing that. Uh, is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. You had you had planned on doing yoga a certain amount oh, of yes. times a week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I love yoga. Scheduling the exercise made a difference for me. Mm-hmm. I knew that if it was in my schedule, I had to go. And now, you know, I always tease that every once in a while I fall off the wagon and I have to put it back into my schedule. And so that's what that's what I have to do now. I have to put my walk into my schedule. So when we make plans and we have goals, one of the things that we, we tease about in the tribe is we have ambers on our shoulders, or at least I tease about it. I, I always have to bring up 
the ambers on our shoulders and we hear her talking to us did you put that in your schedule <laughs> and, and we always have to say yes it's on our schedule. Yeah. And I think that it's interesting that you bring up, you know, the automation and how you're using Canvas. And I know some teachers use Seesaw and some teachers use um, Google Classroom, you know, whatever it is, Schoolology, whatever it is that you're using is that you have a plan of ways that you can make it simpler for yourself. And if you are a teacher who's listening to this and you're saying, well, we're not one-to-one and we can't use technology that way, then my call to action to you would be, you know, how can you automate things and make them simpler for yourself with paper or even without paper? But whether or not you have one-to-one, you can use a calendar of some sort, whether it be digital or um, I always suggest Google Calendar. I'm a huge, you know, I'm a Google trainer and love Google, but you can use Outlook or whatever it is that you're using to get things on the calendar because if it doesn't, that's a way to measure, you know, if you're getting things done and what doesn't get measured doesn't get managed. So that's, I mean, that's, (laughs) that could, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, more data, right? That's the last thing. We need. But when it comes to our goals, like you said, if it's really important to you and it really is a goal that is yours, then you have to make the effort to get it on your calendar and make time for it every day. And take the action. Mm-hmm. And it takes discipline and intention to smash your goals. That's what it takes to do this. And I've learned that that teaching is a job. And tomorrow, someone could walk into my classroom and do my job. And that is one of the other things that has changed in me over the last year. Mm -hmm. I used to think that teaching was a calling and my mindset is a lot different now. There's a lot of things in my life that I wanna do. My core values are that I love to educate people and I love writing and I love to teach people how to write and I love the English language and I love the short story. Will I always be in a classroom? Probably not. Those are future goals, future visions that I have. Tell us a little bit more about what you mean by you used to think teaching was a calling and now you look at it as a job because I can see some of the jaws that are open right now of listeners who are listening to this going, what? I have always believed that teaching is a calling. So let's make sure that that this part of our conversation doesn't go down a road that it wasn't meant to go down because this isn't in a negative perspective. This isn't saying, you know, I am just going to put in clock in my time and just leave. Like this is not about being negative and and looking at it in that way. It's about perspective, like you said. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you said that, you know, teaching is a job and someone could come in and do my job. This is about how my perspective has changed. And it, and it happened that way because I used to feel that my curriculum had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I had to have a perfect curriculum. I would tweak it even after from one class. And what I found out was that it wasn't about my curriculum. It was about the relationships I had with my students that made me the teacher that I was. Mm. And you talk about the teacher brand that we have and knowing what our core values are. Once I figured out what my core values were for teaching and that I value the happiness and the fun in my classroom, it really made a difference in my perspective. And I want my students to appreciate the art 
of a classic novel, but I don't have to have a perfect curriculum. They're going to get that from my enthusiasm. I wanted, I want to be the teacher that I never had. So a lot of what I do for my students is to show them the enthusiasm and the passion that I have for literature. That in your, that maybe teaching wasn't always what you wanted to do, but for right now, this is your, this is your passion. This is what you're bringing to the classroom and anybody can deliver curriculum. Yes. Right. And remember, I'm at a, I'm at a career technical school. Mm -hmm. I am there second Mm -hmm. to why those, why my students are really there. Mm -hmm. They are really there to learn a career and I have to acknowledge that. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you bring this up because we've talked about this even recently in our forums about the hypervigilance or the grandiosity, right? That we sometimes feel like we are more important than what we actually are to a certain situation. And that can be sometimes hard to realize, but when we put that pressure on ourselves, that is a recipe for burnout because then we feel like we have to be all the things to all the people and we have to do everything perfectly like you um, like you mentioned earlier. We have to be on all the time. We have to be the best at everything. And instead, flipping that around and saying, you know, I am going to be kind. I'm going to do the best I can for my students within my human capabilities. And But I'm also going to respect the fact that I'm a human being and I'm going to do the best I can with what I have. And I might not do this forever and and that's okay. And having that perspective where you feel like, and I think, um, you know, another Vernon Teacher Tribe member brought this up, you know, you can always have a plan B. There's there's nothing wrong with having, having a plan B and saying, this is what I'm doing now and I'm going to do the best that I can at it. Um, But that feeling of stuckness is also what makes you burn out as well. And also, how many of us, to be honest with ourselves right now, are wondering about virtual education? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are some people that can thrive in a virtual world and teach this way. My students are kinetic learners. They have to have the hands-on. Mm-hmm. You know, that is why they're not uh, doing well in a traditional in a traditional school. That's why they're looking for a career technical education mm-hmm. because a sit and get education is not working for them. Right. So if I'm unable in the fall to give them a happy, fun classroom mm-hmm. where they're learning about American literature, it's going to be really hard for us to keep our students in our building. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something else that we talk about too is that it's temporary. This is, it's very hard to sometimes, you know, we have to acknowledge how difficult this whole situation has been with teaching virtually. And it's not what teachers signed up for. It's not what students signed up for, you know, Um, but it is the situation and it's hard and it even sucks. Um, But that we're, again, we go back to, this is just part of the job right now. And I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm not going to sacrifice my entire days. Like that has to be your choice, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And that you believe that this is temporary. It might be a, a longer temporary than what we would like, 
But we also, you know, and I've, I've done an episode too, where we need to acknowledge the challenge that this is and how hard this is and how this has been so hard for so many families who have lost loved ones, or, you know, they have somebody in their life who has had COVID and they're, they're struggling with that and, you know, students and, and all of that. But then also to be able to say, this is temporary and I'm going to still continue to focus on my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that has been something that you and I have talked about a lot too, that I have this challenge, this hardship right now, but I still am going to stick with my goals because I still have a life to live outside of this challenge. Yes. And my transition was so much easier than some of my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate. Aside from already having your lessons on, um, on Canvas, one thing that you had already put into practice was batching and blocking. Yes, batching and blocking. (laughs) Can't say more about it. (laughs) And this is something that I'm actually teaching in the video training series, the free out the door, out the virtual door by four. So I'm glad we got to this part too, where, where we talk about, it doesn't have to be all about you getting your lessons online, but it's about having a plan so that no matter where you're teaching from, you can still follow a plan of action to, to help you to get out that virtual door, to get off the couch or out of your office at a decent time where you don't have to be on all the time. Paula, as we wrap up today, what would you tell people about the Paula, the teacher today? And, um, and what would you encourage, you know, other teachers, what would you encourage them to do to take action over their reality and what their challenges are today? I would just tell them if you have any reservations about trying uh, Amber's program to just give it a try. She has done a tremendous amount of work preparing a system that works and it, it has been invaluable for so many of us that have used it and I can't imagine what my year would have been without her systems and leadership and without the other tribe members. Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. So tell us the biggest thing that you have taken away and that you use daily or weekly um, that keeps you on track with your goals, even especially during challenging times like now. I think it's always going back to my core values, Mm -hmm. Um, going back to the hope and the happiness and fun. I learned to say no. And if your goals don't excite you, then they're not your goals. My goals excite me and I can't wait to get them accomplished. Well, I am so glad to be part of your story, Paula. And as much as you have, you know, said my name today and associated me with your success, you're the one who did the work. You know, anybody can sit back and and watch some modules or some lessons about mindset or teacher brand or reflecting on your challenges or, you know, thinking about your habits. Anybody can sit back and watch those things. Um, But it takes somebody who's willing to say, it is time to do something different and to actually take the action. And you have definitely done that. So I thank you so much. We're educators, and as educators, we have to model being lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I live it, and uh, I breathe it, and I am it. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and being so vulnerable and sharing your story with us. Is there anything else you'd like to say today before we sign off? No, I hope everybody signs up for your program and burn on. Well, Paul, I'm so glad you were here today. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. You know, what I love most about my interview with Paula is the fact that she's so 
real and so honest. And what I encourage you to do is if you are in a situation where you feel like you can't be real and you can't be honest about what you're challenged with and what you're struggling with or what's making you feel like you're drowning or what's making you feel overwhelmed or frustrated, that is definitely what the Burned In Teacher Tribe was built to do. And not only be a community that you can go to for support and to get action steps, but a place where you can find guidance because inside the Burned In Teacher Tribe, you get full 100% complete access to Burned In Teacher University. That is that core content that you will go through. And I want to focus on three things that I noticed Paula talk about is that in order for her to change her reality, in order for her to go from burned out to burned in, she had to change three core things. She had to change her beliefs. She had to change how she spent her time, and she had to change her actions. And those are three foundational pillars of what Burned In Teacher stands for, right? You are 100% responsible for your life, but this is your chance to do something different and to join a an entire group of teachers who are deciding not to live a burned out life, but are deciding to go on a journey to become burned in. And what the tribe membership does is when you are feeling the frustration and feeling the drowning, you have this core content, Burned In Teacher University, but you also have this community of teachers who can speak the same language as you. And you know, that's one reason that I decided to call this membership a tribe I know sometimes it can be controversial, but if you actually look up the meaning of tribe, here's the definition. A social division in a traditional society consisting of families or communities linked by social, economic, religious, or blood ties with a common culture and dialect. So if you're tired of hearing the same old conversations and people speaking the language of burnout, this is definitely a place where you can come to be surrounded by people who want what you want who want support, who want growth, who want to look at the benefits of burnout and help them to grow into a burned-in teacher. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode or the episode before that, when I talked about the crabs in your life and why who you hang out with is so important. And then, of course, last week I answered the question, what the heck is a burned-in teacher? If those things intrigue you, then you have a couple of options. Number one, you can go to burnedinteacher.com slash tribe and you can sign up for the free four-part video training series where I'm going to help to walk you through what it looks, feels, and sounds like to create a vision, a plan, discipline, and intention so that you don't end next school year feeling the way you do this school year, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic, even though we're teaching virtually. You know, we're always going to have challenges and that's a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing if you can grow from them and you have a system in place that will help to support you. It's a bad thing if when you are met with challenges, you crumble and you feel like a failure and you feel like you have no options. And this podcast was not the only thing built to give you action, inspiration, and support to help you to grow through burnout. Burned In Teacher is an organization with resources and a community to help you to grow through your burnout. So I invite you, if you choose not to sign up for the video training series, check out burnedinteacher.com slash tribe on Saturday and join. All of the details are there. And if you have any questions, email me at support at burnedinteacher.com. And whether or not I see you in the free video training series or in the Burned In Teacher Tribe, 
I will see you next week here on the Burned In Teacher Podcast. And until next week, take a deep breath. You just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.